Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 29th episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, so this is probably the latest I have ever recorded an episode. It's not even that late, it's almost 8 p.m., but I have a long night ahead of me because there are just (laughs) so many things I need to get done. But anyways, for today, I am drinking some tea and that is, okay, I've mentioned it a couple of times before. It's the little cubes of tea, which just come with like the flavor and the sugar and everything. And I just, I think that's one of the best inventions on the planet. And I suck at detecting flavors. I like, it does taste like something. It does. It's really good. I just don't know what to associate that with. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what flavor that is. And we put it in a different jar. So I have no idea. My sister says it's lemon. So we're going to go with lemon. And the mug is one of my favorite mugs <laughs> to feature on the Instagram. By the way, check out the podcast Instagram to see my late night recording session set up. But it's my sister's mug, which she kindly lets me borrow. It's so cute. It's got like this astronaut and he's in space and it's just, it's so, so, so adorable. She got it at the planetarium and it's just so, so, so sweet. I love it. So for my life update first, I just, I must talk about this. I am living an extraordinary moment. I have never pulled an all-nighter in my life, not even for parties, not even in New Year's. I just, I have never done that. I have never had to do that and I won't be pulling an all-nighter tonight, (laughs) but I definitely will be staying up a bit later because tomorrow we are going to my grandparents' holiday house because we're actually on a week off here in Colombia. There is a week in October, which every year every school must take off because it should like promote tourism and that type of stuff. Obviously, tourism is not in its best moment right now, <laughs> um, but we're still going to take that week off and it's really nice to just rest and recharge. It's kind of the equivalent to what some schools in the U.S. have a bit further on, like in November of Thanksgiving break. We just have a little bit of a break here in October. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. And since we're leaving tomorrow, I have just got to get a bunch of things out of the way. There's no internet there, so I've got to make sure that I leave my episodes ready for the podcast and get a bunch of things sorted so that I can leave and just have everything ready. Today has just been super hectic, so I've got a long night ahead of me, but I'm super happy and grateful to be doing all of these things. I kind of thrive off a busy schedule, so I I can't lie, I'm looking forward to (laughs) everything this night has in store. So talking a bit more about my week off, I am just so excited to use the space to recharge. I will be limiting my studying. I still have some academic stuff that I need to work on and just some stuff that I really want to get ahead on. But, you know, it's definitely going to be nice to have an overall break and just not worry about attending to class or studying for exams or doing homework. I just really need to take things slow. I'm happy that I'm going to be going to my grandparents' holiday house because it's just a change of scenery and I'm going to be with my family and it's going to be really relaxing. I hope that I can really recharge, sleep in a bit more, read more, you know, just (laughs) recharge as a human being and do all of these different activities that will hopefully, you know, just nourish my soul. Moving on, I want to talk a bit about something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago and 
a voice inside of my head is telling me that I already talked about this on the podcast, but I am pretty sure I haven't. (laughs) And it was just a bit of a life lesson that I had. Basically, one day I was trying to do a physics exercise for class and I could not do it. I just could not find the way. I was really stumped on it. I didn't know how to confront it. And I was really upset with myself because when I went to the class, I was like, I couldn't do the exercise. And I was a bit stressed about it because I was disappointed. And for the longest time, I was just like beating myself up about it and kind of feeling bad about it. But then I just had a bit of a switch in my mindset, super randomly. I don't think even think I did it consciously, but it just happened and it revealed so much to me. And I was like, hey, you should stop dreading this class because they're going to do the exercise that you weren't able to do and you're ashamed of that. You should be excited for the class because you're going to learn how to do it and you're going to solve your questions. It's a good thing you should look forward to it because you're going to feel illuminated after it. Who cares if you couldn't achieve it in your first try? But the point is this class is going to be a good thing because it's going to solve your doubts. So you'll be smarter after it. You'll know more after it. So you shouldn't be dreading it. And that was just really eye-opening to me because a lot of the time we dread things that are learning experiences, but we should actually look forward to that growth and to that progress that we make as human beings. So that's just something to think about. Hopefully you can switch your attitude in those types of situations because it's much healthier to have this outlook on life. Something else that I want to talk about is if you heard my episode on I'm scared for all of this to end, which will be linked in the show notes along with everything else I mentioned in this episode, I talked about how I was scared for the pandemic to end or at least for quarantine to be lifted because I felt a lot of pressure to keep up with the biosecurity measures and I was worried that I would not be able to do that and not be able to keep up with it. It's really overwhelming and we're going to be talking a bit about this today. (laughs) It links nicely with the episode, but I was overwhelmed because there was just so much to do and there was just so much you had to do to keep safe and every time you got back home and I was really scared that I wouldn't be able to do all of those things. And quite frankly, at the beginning, I was really good at it. But as time went by, I kind of like stopped doing it, stopped keeping up with all of those things. Like I obviously did wash my hands and use a face mask and everything. But it wasn't like I would shower immediately every single time I got home. And I was disappointed in that because I was like, I'm not doing anything everything I can to stay safe even though you know like showering is an additional measure you're not required to do that the bare minimum is just washing your hands and disinfecting your clothes and stuff but I realized that you can improve and just because you may have a bit of a rocky start or you fall off a bit in the middle you can still improve if you really want to because recently after so much time has passed living in this new world i have been able to change my habits for instance recently i've been showering right when i get home to make sure that i disinfect myself completely and it's really interesting because i wasn't doing that at the beginning but i improved you know it's not like i kept falling and downgrading I made a switch and I started to get better. So that's just proof that it is possible to improve. It's natural for us to sometimes slack off and not do things perfectly all the time. But the important thing to remember is that if you really want to, you can turn things around and you can achieve those things you want and you can become consistent if you've stopped being consistent for whatever reason. So I hope this inspires you to make the changes in your life that you feel are necessary, even if you're doubting yourself and even if you feel like your past hasn't been that awesome, you can always make the switch. Last thing I want to touch on for this weekly update is that recently I have been doing something that I never thought I would do because I was always against it 
and that is listening to music as I study. I always thought that, you know, if you just popped on your favorite playlist as you were doing homework, you would get super distracted. But recently, I have been listening to music as I study. And not my typical playlist, because I know that I would just sing along, but specific music to study. I've been really loving lo-fi hip-hop. I just think that is so vibey to have in the background. And also classical music, because that's really good for your brain and it stimulates a bunch of stuff. And I'll do that well. I'm doing things that don't require that much hard work for instance I never put that on if I'm memorizing stuff but if I'm reading or you know doing almost busy work but just stuff that don't require that much brain power but still part of my homework I'll just throw that on it makes things a bit more interesting and yeah it's just really nice relaxing and soothing to have that I feel like it grounds me a little bit and it keeps me more calm as I'm getting my work done so it's been really awesome to start doing that and kind of like break down the barrier that I always thought I had Today we are going to be talking about perfectionism and I'm really excited about this episode because as I teased a little bit in my weekly update, there are many habits and behaviors that perfectionists have and I want to dive a bit deeper about all of them today. So the conversation will revolve around some of my favorite concepts that I've picked up from listening to Sam Laura Brown's podcast called The Perfectionism Project. If you relate to what I talk about today, you guys have got to start listening to that podcast. It is so good, so eye-opening, and it has helped me grow and stop with these toxic tendencies I have. So yeah, all of the concepts I'm going to be talking about today, I did not make them up. I did not discover them. It's just based off of what I've learned from listening to The Perfectionism Project. I want to talk a bit about what I interpret from the definition of perfectionism, what I see within myself and what I see within those around me, just kind of the observations that I've been making recently. And you will probably realize by the end of this episode that a lot of us are perfectionists. Perfectionism is so much broader than the typical image that we have inside of our minds. And there are so many tendencies that will make us realize that we probably are in fact perfectionists, even if that doesn't align with the image of perfectionism that we've had for our whole lives. But this will definitely shed a light on why we act this way and why we tend to do these things to ourselves. And yeah, so I hope that you learn something from this episode and that you recognize negative behaviors if you have them, because if you recognize them, then you can start fixing them and leading a better life. First, let's talk about perfectionism and me. So I want to start off by giving the definition that we have always heard of perfectionism and what we tend to think about when we hear the word perfectionism or perfectionist. I had always thought that a perfectionist was an extreme overachiever that always did everything incredibly well. This person that paid so much attention to detail, which was really handy and crafty and would do things just in a very specific way that always turned out really exceptional. Even the smallest little detail was perfectly taken care of and they just paid attention to absolutely everything and they ensured that every little thing was in line, in place and was just the best it could possibly be. 
I connected the definition of perfectionism to people who created things a lot of the time manually, you know, when they like took notes or if they made origami or just like really handy tasks like that and that they were always really well done. That was what a perfectionist was to me. People around me would tell me that I was a perfectionist. For instance, my mom would tell me that I was a perfectionist, but I didn't really relate to that definition that I just gave you guys because, you know, I don't spend that much time perfecting every little detail of my notes or that type of stuff, you know, just that like handiwork. I don't I don't invest myself so much in those things. And to me, that was what perfectionism meant. However, the tendencies that I do have are that I am a really strategic and systematic person. I have really specific ways of doing things and getting things done. I have lots of routines. I have routines for pretty much everything in my life, even brushing my teeth. I always brush my teeth in the exact same order. And when I was younger, I would brush each side for the same amount of time. Like I would count the seconds as I brushed my teeth. And I don't do that anymore, but I still definitely do have the routine, like the steps that I always follow. I have like a routine for when I dry my body after I shower and I always like fold my clothes in the exact same way right as I'm undressing, you know, just all these tiny little tendencies which they could be perfectionists or they could be kind of obsessive and compulsive, but (laughs) um, whatever they are, I always follow the same steps and I always do things the exact same way and It isn't the same handiwork that I had described perfectionism in, but it was that care for detail and that care for always being in control of things and always doing things the exact same way. So that is definitely a new area of perfectionism, which I did not know beforehand. And I now have discovered and realized that that is in fact a different way of perfectionism. But as for the way I do things, I think that I definitely do some things well, but I would never say that everything I do is absolutely perfect. I can be really, really mediocre and it's something that I'm self-conscious about, but sometimes I just don't do things well and there are so many reasons behind that (laughs) and that is just an entire episode on its own, but I would never dare say that everything I do is absolutely perfect, spectacular and people are always impressed with every single task I do. So that was why I could often be hesitant to call myself a perfectionist because I thought that if I said I was a perfectionist, everybody would expect everything I do to be absolutely pristine. And it's not like that. A lot of the things I do aren't that good and that's another way of reflecting perfectionism. As we'll learn on later in this episode, perfectionism can also be consciously doing things so that you don't perform in your best ability and it's really wild just a bunch of psychological things going on inside of your head but yeah all of this is to say that there was a whole other side of perfectionism that I didn't really know and I then realized I was included in that and I was a part of that and it really allowed me to understand so many of my tendencies and know why I do so many things and understand how they can harm me. Some of those negative tendencies include the all or nothing mindset, self-sabotage, and expecting everything to be effortless in life. And we're going to be talking about all of those interesting things today. I want to start talking to you guys about the all or nothing mindset. So this is a perfectionist tendency in which we tend to think that there is no in-between, that it's better to completely avoid something instead of averagely performing. 
which is absolutely insane. The all or nothing mindset basically comes from perfectionists limiting themselves and restricting themselves to thinking that life is black and white, that they should either do something and completely excel or avoid it completely. And the craziest thing is that a lot of the time we are taught this is good behavior, this is a correct thing, this is a sensible thing to do, but I'm going to show you guys why it's not. It's basically a way that limits us. It's a way that closes so many doors on us because we restrict ourselves and we prevent ourselves from learning. These people literally run away from things just because they're scared that they will not succeed. They are scared to feel shame out of not doing something well. And a really big part about perfectionism is feeling shame, feeling unproud of something and not being happy with something and that's what perfectionists are always fleeing from anything that perfectionists flee from is because they want to avoid shame when you're consciously closing the door on yourself because you're like oh i couldn't do this perfectly so i'm not going to do it at all you're limiting yourself from an entire learning experience the point is that you don't need to be amazing at everything in life sometimes you need to do things that you're not good at so that you can learn from them and become better at them and practice them so that one day you can improve. The all or nothing mindset is not accepting yourself as a human being because it's literally demanding you to perform like a robot and do things perfectly all of the time. And if not, it teaches you to quit. It teaches you to give up at anything whenever it doesn't happen easily or when it doesn't work out at the first try. And when we encourage this type of behavior, it basically teaches us to live in a world that isn't comprehensive, where we don't let ourselves understand or grow from our mistakes because we don't even let ourselves make them due to the fact that we're so incredibly scared of messing up. We would rather not do something than have it be a negative part of our lives or something that doesn't speak about our abilities or something that makes us look even a little bit bad. Perfectionists are willing to close a door on entire experiences in their lives because they're scared that they will damage their image. Notice how much I repeat the word fear and shame in this episode and I'm just getting started. That's because everything that perfectionists do, well not everything, but many of the things and many of our motives are embedded in these negative sensations and the lack and deficiency of things where it's just coming from such an unhealthy place. A lot of us are promoted to have this type of behavior because I know that I have heard the following quote so many times in my life. So many of my friends firmly believe it and my grandmother tells it to me and recently I've just been opening my eyes and realizing how insane this is and questioning why everybody tries to teach this and tries to preach this knowing that it is so unhealthy and so counterproductive. The quote is, do it well or don't do it at all, or something along those lines. <laughs> I translated it from Spanish because that's where I hear it the most, but you can definitely pick it up in so many different ways of being phrased. This mentality is extremely toxic. Sometimes we have to learn and set ourselves up to not excel. Set ourselves up and put ourselves in situations where we know we won't win top prize or we won't get the top mark, but that's not what matters. What matters is learning and gaining something from the experience. Perfectionists would totally avoid this, would do anything in their power to not go through this experience because they are scared and because they don't want to do anything that could make them look bad. They want to have this perfect slate where everything is always in line, in order, and where they have control over everything. So they flee from things that could teach them. 
As perfectionists, we can live in a rut where we're not exposing ourselves to new things because we're so scared. If you hear this quote again, please do not let it in your heart. (laughs) Don't let it guide your behaviors or your decisions because it will limit you so much. It will limit the actions you take, the things you can learn, and the opportunities that you are exposed to. So remember that life is not black and white. There are so many gray areas and those gray areas are so much more valuable. You have to give yourself the opportunity to learn from an experience and to make a fool of yourself and to not get top marks and to not be the most renowned person and the most respected person because you always do everything well. At the end of the day, you are going to be more benefited than that perfectionists because you took the risk. You exposed yourself to new things where you would learn in a way that perfectionists could never do because we're just so scared. And I think I'm being a bit controversial because I'm speaking on sometimes on the we end and sometimes on the they end, but it's important to recognize that, you know, I am a perfectionist and I'm recovering from a bunch of these tendencies. And so, yeah, I'm sorry for making that constant switch. All the time I'm talking about perfectionists and lots of things that I have done. This all or nothing mindset keeps us from consistency. Consistency is doing things more often than not. But if you're a perfectionist who thinks that you need to be doing things 100% or 0%, you're not going to allow yourself to go through and to push through those tough times. Let's be frank with ourselves. We can't keep up with the pace that we would want to all the time. Sometimes we will fall off the trend and not be able to keep up with the habits that we wish to have. And in that situation, perfectionists would just quit completely. But you need to get to a growth mindset where you're able to push through those tough times and keep showing up even if it's not in the perfect way you expected. The thing with perfectionism is that when we're in the all or nothing mindset, we think that doing things a little bit halfway isn't worth it at all. But sometimes we do need to do things halfway to ensure that we keep up with the habits that we want to have in our lives. There will be tough times and we need to learn to push through them even if we're not doing them perfectly to at least guarantee that we're doing them so that we can get to a point where we're more stable. So this introduces the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. The growth mindset is when we get rid of that perfectionism and we allow ourselves to make mistakes and to learn. The fixed mindset is when we're so rigid and set in our ways like perfectionists where we don't even want to do new things because we want to keep that clean slate. So the all or nothing mindset pushes up to automatically backfire when we see that things start getting a little bit rough and it leads us to quit instead of pushing through the difficulties to be able to get to a place where we're consistent and where we are pleased with the habits or the practices that we've built. So what could be a solution to all of this? I realized that in my case, in my personal life, I was living the all or nothing mindset in many ways, but one way that I could identify it was, for instance, as I mentioned earlier, I have these really extensive and particular routines, but sometimes I'm tired. If I get home from a dinner with my family and it's late at night, I don't want to do that entire 500 step routine for brushing my teeth and my skincare and my hair and just all of these things. And that would lead me to just quit it completely, go to my bed without doing any of that at all, which is much unhealthier. So I came to a consensus and I have my normal routines, which I do on the days where I'm totally feeling it. And then I have an abridged version of those routines, which is a shorter alternative that I can do on the days where I'm not feeling it. But it's so important because it ensures that I at least do something. It prevents me from the all or nothing mindset because now it's all 
or something <laughs> instead of all or nothing. I found a way to teach myself that it's better to show up even if it's not in the perfect way you hope to because it maintains consistency, it guarantees that I continue showing up and that I keep up with the habit, which is so much more valuable than doing things perfectly for two days and then never doing it again. Now that we understand the all or nothing mindset, we can move on to one of the things which this can lead to, and that is self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is another perfectionist tendency that consists of us being scared to fail. So we consciously or subconsciously set ourselves up to fail. Now listen to that because it's literally a paradox. We are scared to fail, yet we make ourselves fail. And I know that sounds super crazy, so let me give you guys an example to understand it a bit better. So this can basically be manifested when we purposefully don't try to our full potential so that when we do fail, because you will, we can justify it in some way. Now let me really bring that down to terms we can understand. And I do this way too often. When I have a really big test, which I know has so much material and seems impossible, a lot of the time I will limit myself and I'll be like, I won't study as much as I know I need to. I'll just find excuses or procrastinate or do whatever it takes, but I'll make sure that I don't study as much as I need to. And then when I do badly, because if I don't even try, then it's inevitable for me to do badly, I can justify that. And I can be like, oh, you know, well, I didn't actually try. If I had studied harder, then I definitely would have gotten a better grade. And that makes you be so comfortable. It makes you live such a comfortable life because you fool yourself and you lie to yourself and you live in this imagination where you tell yourself that you're not trying, but if you did, everything would be perfect. And you know, even if you did try all the time, you still wouldn't be perfect. But the point is you're scared to fail. So you manipulate things in your favor so that you don't have to confront that. As I mentioned in my example, I was fooling myself and I was telling myself, oh yeah, if I had done this, then I would have definitely done better. But how would I know if I'm constantly preventing myself from actually putting in the effort and actually seeing what happens, then I can't affirm that if I had tried harder, then I would have obtained better results. And since it's so comfortable for me to keep not trying and telling myself that if I did try, I would do better, I stay in that habit and I stay in that toxic and vicious cycle of keeping repeating these things to myself. The way this links to the all or nothing mindset is that we self-sabotage because we know we won't achieve our ridiculous and impossible all or nothing standards. So we find a way to trick ourselves and to be in control. As I mentioned in my example, I didn't explicitly say it, but in my mind, there were two options. Getting a five, which is the highest mark here, or a one, which is the lowest mark. And I didn't really see any in between. And I knew that it was really hard for me to get that five, which is the all or nothing mindset. The all or nothing mindset is getting a one or a five and there being no in between. So I knew that it was really hard for me to get a five. So I tried to self-sabotage so that I would make up an excuse for myself and that I wouldn't have to feel the shame, shame, <laughs> when I didn't achieve that five. So I made up this story in my head. I did whatever it took to not study and to have that crutch and that excuse that I could present to myself later on when I didn't achieve the results I wanted and fool myself into thinking that I'm in control. Fool myself into thinking that since I didn't try hard, I didn't do well. But if I did try hard, then I would do well. 
and that is not the case. I am limiting myself because I'm not even letting myself try and I am lying to myself because I'm fooling myself into thinking that the way I'm doing things is right and that the way I am talking to myself and fooling myself and self-sabotaging myself is fair and that it will actually take me somewhere, but that is not the case. I think that all this self-sabotage comes from insecurity and limitations. In the example I set, you can realize that I don't even trust myself. I don't even believe in myself because I don't think that I'm able to pass that exam even if I do try. So I chuck it out the window altogether and find this strange consensus where I sort of try but I know that it's not enough and all of that proves that deep down I don't even believe I'm able to get a five on that exam. So I just take these steps and these twisted actions to fool myself into thinking that I know what I'm doing and to tell myself that, you know, if you do try, you could do everything perfectly, but I don't even try. So I'll never be able to do anything perfectly. We essentially hold ourselves back in fear of not being 100%, but we don't have to be 100%. We have to learn and to learn, we need to make mistakes. And when we make mistakes, we're not 100%, but that's fine. You don't have to be 100% all the time to be considered good or smart or valid or whatever. What you need is consistency and consistency is more often than not. You don't need to be at 100% to be consistent. And if you are at 100% all the time, then you are going to burn out real quick. So <laughs> the self-sabotage routine is really toxic. The last main concept that I want to talk to you guys today about and I still have a couple that I would like to touch so I don't know maybe I could do a part two for this because I'm really passionate about this topic and I have just had so many revelations recording this but anyways the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about is that perfectionists think that everything should come effortless and when I heard Sam Laura Brown talk about this concept I understood so much about myself so let me explain it a little bit as perfectionists, we expect everything to come easily and orderly. We expect that everything in life will come with no hard work. And we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that if we do have to work for something, then the system is broken. Something isn't fitting in properly. There's something wrong. And we also expect things to come at a constant rate for us to improve a little bit more every day like this perfect nice looking graph but the reality is that there will be many ups and downs we will fall down we'll have to get back up we'll have really productive times and we'll have times which aren't productive it is anything but orderly and so we get frustrated and give up when things don't come effortlessly or when they don't come easily or when they don't come orderly because as i said we think that if things aren't working that way there must be something wrong and we think that we're so good at everything that everything in life will just fall into our laps and that if it isn't that way then there must be something wrong then we're not worthy or just all of these crazy things okay so think about what i just said all of that sounds like a really snobby brat which is extremely privileged <laughs> and just wants all of these magic things to happen and that's messed up perfectionists think they're living in this dream where everything will just magically happen and everything is perfect and everything makes sense and everything is logical but life is messy and confusing <laughs> and perfectionists want to deny that so they try and overly control certain aspects of their life but control is an illusion so they will never achieve that i particularly lived this concept a lot 
in school. Now, let me give you guys a bit of context. When I arrived to the school that I'm currently studying at about five years ago, I wasn't a really good student and a bunch of stuff happened. I watched Gilmore Girls, basically, (laughs) and I started to care a lot about my grades. So I started to study so much more and so much harder so that I could get good grades and it started paying off. And, you know, I was a slave to school. I studied so much and I worked so hard and that was what got me those good grades. So when I heard that people said, oh yeah, I literally don't study. I'm <laughs> I'm so quirky. <laughs> I think I have a photographic memory because I literally don't need to study and I always get perfect grades. I started feeling really jealous because I was like, okay, those people are clearly gifted and I am clearly stupid and... That is why I need to work so hard. This isn't worthy. This sucks. I don't deserve this. I basically fooled myself into thinking that if I was actually good at school, then I wouldn't have to study either. So I was really jealous of these people who made it seem so effortless. Now, I never know. Maybe they could secretly study and just pretend that they didn't to seem cool. Or maybe they just actually didn't have to study. Like, that is besides the point. The point is that I would compare myself to these people and think that they were the good ones. That they were the worthy ones. And since I had to actually work for something, that that was so lame. I taught myself to think that if you have to actually try something and put in effort and put in time and dedication to achieve it, that... That was not cool and that you were not cut out for that and that things should not be that way. That everything was supposed to be easy and orderly. But I have now realized that discipline is so much more worthy than talent. Let that sink in. Discipline will basically guarantee that you can excel at anything in life because it means that you try and that you are dedicated and that you can actually work hard for things. But talent is only specific to one area. And if you fall in too comfortably into your talent, then that will prevent you from trying and pushing yourself and actually growing. So I am no longer envious of those people that don't have to study. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I'm I'm a little bit envious because I (laughs) I spend a lot of time studying. But the point is, I don't try to compare myself to them anymore because I know that I have something so much more valuable, which is discipline. And that guarantees that I can succeed at anything I want in life, whereas these people are not practicing studying habits so when they get to a more challenging environment they won't know what to do and that talent is very specific to one area and they won't be able to take it into other places of their lives because it's specific to studying and they haven't developed good habits that will ensure that they can excel in others. All of this to say things shouldn't be effortless. Anything worth something in life comes hard if it were easy then everybody would be doing it everybody would be famous everybody would be a millionaire everybody would just (laughs) have all of these things but the point is the world is the way it is because things that are worth it take a lot of time and dedication and hard work and not everybody is cut out for that and if we fall into comfortable habits where we're not pushing ourselves then we will do that too and perfectionists want that they want the easy route the route that will guarantee them all of these things so that they don't have to feel shame but it's time for us to open our eyes and realize that effort is hot effort is attractive when you actually try and when you actually put in an effort that involves dedication and that builds character which is so much more important than any gift or any talent that you were born with 
because you're developing skills that are applicable in so many other aspects of life and that will ultimately benefit you so much more in the long run. Caring and trying actually matters. It proves commitments. It proves dedication. It proves that you want to be a part of something, that you're willing to make sacrifices and that you are willing to put in the work that you don't expect everything to come easily, that you will create much better things than people who are comfortable and who think they are gifted. So don't let yourself fall into that trap. Keep pushing yourself, keep working, keep learning, keep making mistakes and understanding why. You need to constantly be uncomfortable. If you are in a place where you're comfortable, then that means that you're not doing things right, that it's time to take a step, to take a risk. Because when we are doing things that make us think, that make us work hard and that aren't effortless is when we're really growing. To conclude, I want to wrap up with a main idea that I could extract from many of the things I heard myself saying, and that is that perfectionism will limit you. In the all or nothing mindset, you literally are closing doors on yourself and limiting yourself from achieving experiences that will teach you. In the self-sabotage habit, you are limiting yourself when you don't even let yourself try and you don't even let yourself see what will happen. In the whole everything should be effortless mindset, you are limiting yourself because you're not letting yourself actually put in time and dedication and skills and develop yourself to have some meaningful growth in your life. It's ironic because we've always thought that perfectionists have had it under control, that they knew what they were doing and that they were the best at everything, but the truth is that they are limiting themselves to a very small range of action and they're not learning or growing as people or as human beings on this earth, which is really what we came here to do. So reevaluate your thoughts on perfectionism if you identified yourself on any of these habits now you know. <laughs> I was really struck when I heard Sam Laura Brown speaking about all of these tendencies and realizing that I practice them actively in my life and it scared me so much to hear her saying all of these things and all of the implications it had. So I automatically became more aware and I started correcting myself when I saw myself applying these things and it's been a journey but I think I have definitely <laughs> done some good things I still have so much more to understand to comprehend to fix and to apply in my life but acknowledging things is the first step I must say I still wish I was that person who did everything well and everything in a pristine way and just had that awesome reputation but I know that it's so much more valuable to learn and to live a worthy life where you push yourself and you understand new things and you live new experiences which challenge you and sometimes you just have to show up even if it's not perfect and that's more valuable as I said doing something perfectly for two days is worth so much less than doing something for your entire life including ups and downs and really good days and days where you did the bare minimum but at least you did it remember in life it is so much more important to grow and to learn than to do everything perfectly Time for the favorites. So this week I bring to you a podcast, an online creator, and a playlist. My podcast is the Extra Dynamic Podcast with your mom, Ashley. You probably know her from YouTube and she has this amazing podcast. So it's really chill. It's really laid back. And each week Ash just talks about her life, about her experiences, about what's on her mind, about what she's been up to. But the kick 
is <laughs> in the name and she called it extra dynamic because she has a really good relationship with everybody in her family so she'll just randomly be recording and then her brothers will come in and start talking to her and it's a conversation which she records so it's really entertaining to listen to because there's always something going on and that's what I really love about it. You get all of these amazing interventions from her family members that just keep it interesting. But aside from that, Ash herself is just an amazing person. I discovered her podcast before her YouTube channel, which usually is the other way around for me. But I love listening to her talk. She just... Anything that she says is interesting for me to hear and it's super fun and laid back for me to just listen to her as I do the dishes. It's a really fun time. I feel like she's that person which if you knew and if you were friends with like everybody would be friends with because it's so easy for her to just start talking and build up a conversation and I, I really like those kinds of people. So I think that her podcast is really fun to listen to. She releases episodes every Friday. They're usually about a half hour long in case you are interested in giving it a listen. My online creator is called Orion Carlotto and I know her from her YouTube channel, which is just chef's kiss. I think it is absolutely amazing. She just is everything I want to be when I grow up. She is the woman I want to become and she is just so mature, so grounded, so centered. She transmits so much peace in her videos and they're so relaxing and soothing to watch. If it's a sit-down video, it's just so awesome to listen to her talk and spread those amazing vibes that she gives off. But if it's like a more cinematographic video that she will film, it is just, it, it literally looks like it is right out of a movie. The way she does things is just so professional and so beautiful and so entertaining to look at. The other day I watched a video which is just like a morning in her life and it was so beautifully made and I am a big fan of just romanticizing your whole entire life because <laughs> you are the main character. So I really loved seeing that and it left me feeling inspired and renewed and like, you know, life's worth it, man, honestly. So that is all that her content transmits to me and I think it is extremely valuable. The playlist I want to bring to you guys is Chilled Cow. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, yes you do. It's like those videos on YouTube which have that girl studying and she's like on a desk, you know, those videos, yep, that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is a lo-fi hip-hop I listen to as I study. I like watching the videos on YouTube because like they've been doing a live since like February. I am genuinely impressed. So they'll like keep that on and it's really fun to like put on the live because there are people in the chat and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. There are people on the other side of the planet in a totally different time zone which are studying <laughs> at the same time as I am and I just think that's really cute. And also the video is really fun because there's a window and like at some points it's daytime and at some points it's nighttime. So if you, for instance, go on the live in the morning at night, the <laughs> the window is like as if it were at night. And there's a cute little cat, you know, it's just so awesome because she, the girl in the video is studying. It's like a cartoon, it's a drawing. And you know, you're studying too. I don't know, I just think it's a really <laughs> encouraging environment. And the music is just so vibey, so awesome to have playing in the background. As I said in my weekly update, it's just really awesome to listen to that as it's going while you're doing other stuff and it just it makes me feel like I have company. <laughs> so everybody that is 
it for this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed. I had such a blast talking about all of this. I think this has been one of my favorite episodes to record, quite honestly. Perfectionism is a topic that I am really passionate about and I've learned so much from Sam Laura Brown. So thank you to her for creating her amazing podcast that teaches me something new every time I listen to it and genuinely helps me grow. This week, I will not be reading a review. So make sure that you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It helps my podcast grow and new people find me and it actually allows me to be included in rankings. Plus, I read a review every week, so yours will be featured. Also, if you want, you can send me a voice message to my email or through Anchor. There's a link in the show notes and I would feature that as well too and just respond to it. So yeah, it's a nice little wholesome space (laughs) if you want to be a part of it. (laughs) And yeah, just wish me luck because I have a long night ahead of me. I have a lot of things I need to get done and I'm feeling that productive mood. Thankfully, there's nothing better than having 10,000 things to do and being in the mood to do them. (laughs) So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and I hope that you will listen to me next week. Bye everybody. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at theastpodcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. (laughs) Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, be my guest. Go ahead and spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with a guest and an additional bonus Q&A every month. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week. Mm